You are listening to Prophetic Encounter, a weekly podcast on prophetic topics and end time revelation. Previously, and stars both are used in hours of darkness or in the evening hours. We are living in the twilight hours of all time. Where would you expect to find the glorified resurrected Savior? He is in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Now let's welcome radio host, TV personnel, public speaker, preacher prophet, entrepreneur, philanthropist, best-selling author and host of Prophetic Encounter, Dr. Paul Powell. Hello, listeners. Uh, thank you for tuning in again to another episode. On the last episode, we um, we had agreed that this episode is going to be how to hear from God. Now, there are so many different misconceptions about how to hear from God, and and um, so often folks may wonder if they are the one who is making up whatever information that is coming to their spirit. Or are they truly hearing from God at the moment, at that particular time? Now, there there are a few things um, to do and practice in the process of hearing from God and having the need to hear from God. Now, all of us have a spiritual antenna, in case you didn't realize it. It's just like hearing someone by audio or audible um, or... You can communicate with that person based on butt languages or by knowing how close you've been to them. And sometimes you can almost think what they are saying without them saying it. When you ask them to confirm it, you were correct because you were in sync with that person of that closeness of that connection accordingly. So um, the first thing I want you to do is to check that receiver, your spiritual receiver. And in in Jeremiah 29 and 13, and you will seek for me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So when you search diligently with all your heart and seek him, you will find him. Now, have you, if if you've ever watched television or listened to the radio, um, if the receiver or the sound is not coming through very clearly, obviously you are going to check the connection just to make sure that the connection is right, that the connection is, is, is what it's supposed to be, and that you are not just listening in low AM sequence, but you're listening in FM sequence. And if you had the ability to tune into HD, high definition, you're going to do so because you want to hear it so crisp and so clear um, at that moment, at that time. So um, so it's the same thing in in, in hearing from God that you've got to really tune in with everything that you have so that you can truly hear. Now, if, if you, so the question is, do you expect to hear from God? Now, if you 
know this one thing. You, for the most part, will not receive something unless you are expecting. Remember that the atmosphere of expectancy is a breeding ground for miracle. So it means that if you are expecting, then more likely something is going to happen because you're expecting to receive it. But when you're not expecting, then uh, that is how most time you do not receive. What it got to is that you have not because you ask not. So some people may say, well, God just doesn't talk to me at all. But, but, um, but he, but he really speaks, right? Even if you don't feel like God speaks to you, he does. In fact, right now, if you know how to listen carefully, God is always saying something. He is never quiet. He is always saying something. Now, 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 he is going to, to, to speak to you every day and, and only if you are tuned in, you can hear what he says at different moment at a different time. Surely he's not going to scream or shout or yell because God speaks in a still small voice. According to 1 Kings 19 and verse 12. 1 Kings 19 and verse 12. He speaks yet in a small voice. So to hear him, you have to tune in and listen carefully. Um, another way to describe the way how we hear from God's voice is through our inward witness, inward witness. So the inward witness, um, God doesn't communicate with us the way we communicate with one another, obviously, right? Uh, He communicates from a spirit to our spirit. Remember that man is is both flesh man and spirit man. And so he uses that spirit man within you to communicate exactly what he wants to communicate through to you, through the spirit man. But so often, we only pay attention to the flesh man. We feed the flesh man, give into whatever the flesh man wants, um, and pay attention to only the flesh man. Because it, it, it is it is true that the spirit man is boring, so we, we, we tend to pay attention to the other guy that is always up front and seem to always uh, be more uh, alive and want all our attention. When the spirit man so often gets neglected and God only deals with the spirit man. Why? God is spirit and so he doesn't know how to communicate to the flesh man. So your spirit must be tuned in. Then when God speaks to your spirit man again, when God speaks to your spirit man, the spirit communicates what you hear to your mind. Okay? So it's a process. Uh, the spirit man again communicates what you hear to the mind, right? Then you have a choice to speak it out if that message belongs to someone or you have the opportunity to interpret what that message is all about. Sometimes it could be for the city, for the state, for a friend, for a family member. I mean, it, it could just be for anyone at all out there. It, it's very subtle and requires a a, a, a a closeness with God and regular practice to hear it more quickly and more clearly. If you notice, the more you, you do something, you become a pro at it. That's why the more time you spend with the Lord and the more you have practiced tuning into his voice, the more it will become a voice that thunders and marvel in marvelous ways as Job's 37 and 5 declares it.
Now, how do you come to a place where you know whether it's you or it is truly the Lord? Now, certainly, in knowing that you are hearing God's voice comes to the person who is united with him. Now, if you remember what scripture says that when it says that for I and my father are one. And if you also read for the scriptures that is always encouraging us to come in one communication with him, one unity with him. In 1 Corinthians 6 and 17, um, that, that we should join, be in one union. It doesn't apply to someone who is not living for God. It applies to whomever seeks him diligently and spends time fellowshipping with him. Through prayer and obedience, in worship and in praise. That's how we begin to join in a better union and fellowship with the Lord uh, Almighty God. And to receive uh, who is intact and ready to tune in to the voice of God is one who is expecting to hear from him and is willing to learn to know his voice. Remember that there are many other voices. And so you must be tuned in and practice that you, you will begin to eventually know and hear the voice of God. Now, you know that there, there, there is um, an AM channel and an FM channel. The AM channel most time does not give a good frequency. That's why most, if not all major stations, they're on the FM band dial, right? That is called the frequency that, that you're listening to, right? And from that, once you're on that Jesus frequency, you would hear his voice. So you got to learn how to tune into the Jesus frequency to hear the voice of God. John 10 and 4. Uh, there was once a time when you had to work to tune in to a program on a radio or instead of being set. You had to find the right frequency. You never question if it was broadcasting, you knew it was, but you had to do your part to find the frequency and tune in. So it is my friend. And hearing from God, you gotta find the frequency so that you can know God is speaking to you. Most often, we miss his frequency because we're tuned in to hear some huge revelation. When in fact, he is giving simple instructions of our own lives, of your day-to-day lives. Like, brother, sister, so-and-so, don't go down the road. Don't do this. Um, by the way, maybe you should do this today at work. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you should call that person. Maybe you shouldn't call that person. This goes on and on. But we're waiting for some huge revelation to tell the world. When God always starts first with you and I, and not those huge, huge messages that comes to a prophet or, or a prophetess uh, so often, or maybe a rhema word during service for the entire church. Yes, it can come that way. Yes, it can come that way, but not always. And so often, he's just talking to you for your upliftment, for your benefit. 
that's what he will do when you first begin to hear from him. And he will continue to do this for the rest of your life here on earth until you actually learn how to hear from God. Obedience in the, sim- in the simple things is very important to God. It reveals a willingness of your heart. Remember that the word is subjected to you, not you subjected to the word. What it means is that when the word comes to you, you have a choice to speak that word, to obey that word, or not to speak or not to obey. Because the word is subjected to you. You are not subjected to the word. Um, so if you're waiting uh, for God to send you out to part the Red Sea <laughs> or to or to put the World Trade Center back together, um, you may be missing what he's saying to you right now. And you, you might be waiting a very long time before that happened. Which might be to clean out your closet or stop watching certain television uh, shows or spend more time with your children or your family or how to spend your money a little wiser or even where to go for a vacation. You may never know what those small things are saying to you. Have you ever had that unch? You call it an unch? You're about to go down the street and something just say to you, turn back. You just feel so strong in your spirit that you need to turn back. And you're trying to figure out, um, is it just me? Are you serious? And and so often, when you when you uh, push yourself and go down the street, maybe sometimes a car almost hit you, a stone came across your face, um, uh, somebody called you out in something, they try to have a fight with you, um, um, one thing or the other just happened that you were not expecting to happen, and 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 and, and you just pay attention to that voice, you would not have gone. Sometimes you meet somebody on the road, might be a male or a female, and something says to you, I have nothing to do with that person. Do not take that person number. Do not connect that person. And somehow you dismiss what, what came to you. And that connection turned out to be a total disaster. Next time, pay attention to that voice, that thing you call an unch, or you have a feeling. Some may even mix it up with discernment. That, that, that was a discernment. Pay attention to that voice. And so often you realize that that voice was actually there protecting you and helping to guide you and direct you out of something. You see, that voice, you're not going to hear that voice as out like how you are listening to me right now. You're not going to hear the voice. But if you pay attention to your spirit man, so often it might come over to be more of a feeling than a voice. But remember, it connects first to your spirit man, then send a message to your mind. It was your mind that first picked up the message. And that's how your unch, or or as you call it, came into being or came into existence. Um, now, God wants to, to uh, 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 wants liberty and freedom for our lives. And that begins with training. It teaches us how to, how to be led by the Spirit. But if we disobey those promptings in the little things, we won't graduate to the bigger assignments. Sometimes the small things he asks of us may seem unimportant or involve giving up things we think we enjoy. But to reach a level of intimacy with God where we hear his voice and are launched into the things, into his presence, into the place of the Spirit, 
obedience must become a non-negotiable factor in our lives. Imagine right now if you dismiss all those little small things, you call it unch, you, you call it feelings, whatever. You dismiss those things and then you expect God to trust you to go to a church and deliver a message. You expect God to trust you to go to a conference and stand before thousands of people and declare, thus said God. It is not as easy as you believe it is. When you meet a total stranger and you begin to speak into their lives, if you pay attention to the fleshman, the fleshman is saying, are you foolish? What are you doing? What if they laugh? What if you're wrong? What if you're not correct? What if you're not right? Self is always there and the flesh is always there. And so you've got to be sure like you're sure. you got to know like you know. Without a doubt that what you're saying is for that church, is for those people, is for that person. At times, God give you a name and you'll be like, where's that this name coming from? And if and it is through obedience and calling that name, you realize that person was there. Sometimes you may not even know why you call that person. But it's as soon as the person uh, uh, came in front of you or you held the person and that all the message and information about them begin to reveal. And that's the difference with someone that lives in the office of a prophet or a prophetess that knows how it works and is guided by experience. Without that experience, you are going to be trembling. You're going to, you would not know what to do. And so right now, right here is your training ground to begin to learn and train how to develop the, 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 the things of God and begin to learn to know when God is speaking from when it's just your flesh based on something that you've heard or you think you know, but it's not factual. Now, what God declares in John 10, 27, it says, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep hears my voice. And this is also connected to discernment. Folks may say, oh, I have discerning spirit or I discern that. They're all related. If, if, if your loved one or someone closest to you or a friend calls you, on the telephone or face-to-face talk. Do you know it's it's them before they tell you? Or let's say, let's not use face-to-face talk, which is available today on on many uh, telephone apps. But how about just a call? There was no caller ID, um, just a number. You didn't know the number. Most likely... You do, but how? Because you spent so much time with them. The sound of their voice and their way of saying things has become well known to you. It was easy to recognize their voice. So what am I saying here? Familiar, familiarity. You became familiar with their voice. But at first, when they called you, if there was no um, ID on your phone, perhaps they had changed your number. You didn't know what which number it was. But the second you heard their voice, you'd be like, oh, I didn't know. At first, I didn't know it was you. Because you knew their voice. The same is true. The same is true. The same is true. 
the same is true, my brothers and sisters. When it comes to knowing the voice of God, because you have a relationship with God. If you want to get to a place where you don't have to wonder whose voice you're hearing, yours, the devil's, or God's, you need to spend time in the the Lord, a lot of time. But if you keep your mind and your heart full of the things of this world, it will be difficult for you to differentiate between the Spirit of God and your own thoughts. That is the definition of a carnal mind, one that is not being renewed by the word of God. The more time you spend with him, the more certain you become about hearing God's voice. It isn't just time talking to him. We learn his voice when we listen to his voice. That's why in Matthew 17, 5, he said, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Listen to him. Now, you have got to learn how to line up the words of God in the Bible. Line line it up with the words to know, is this me or is it a word of God? All scripture is inspired by God. 2 Timothy 3 and 16. One sure way to know if you're hearing God's voice is to line up what you hear against the word of God. God will never tell you to do or think or say anything contrary to his word. If you have a thought and you don't know if it's God or not, you can look it up in the Bible and settle it right away. Or your many scriptures attach also to Google that you can research the main the main phrase of what came to your spirit or what you discern in the spirit and to see how that lines up with exactly what came to you. The Spirit of God will only tell you to do things that will give you a more abundant life. Every change he tells you to make is, is designed to bring blessing into your life and minister grace to you. So he isn't going to tell you to refuse to forgive someone or spend money uh, frivolously or anything else that doesn't match his words. God always agrees with his written word and his word always agrees with him. Remember that the angels only respond to his words. So if you say to yourself, well, I command angels and I'm going to command them right now by whatever I say, you are fooling yourself because they will only respond to the word of God. Remember that even though he has given his angels charge over you, you've got to speak the word and it's from the word that you speak and now you speak the word that the angels will move in your behalf and go to work for you through the word of God. So you've got to know the word of God to use it and speak it. And that's how the angels will go to work for you. In fact, Psalms 138 and verse 2 says, he has magnified his word even above his name. Even above his name. The same name that there is power in it and deliverance and miracle and miracle and breakthrough in his name. That means God has put his name on his written word. The way we would put our name at the bottom of a contract. Now listen, don't forget that the word too is Jesus. No wonder why he put his name above 
that word. He put the name of Jesus above that word. Why? Because Jesus was a spotless lamb and is the spotless lamb of God. Don't forget that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word became flesh and dwelt among men. Jesus was the word and Jesus is the word. The word was, the word became flesh. Who became flesh? Jesus became flesh and dwelt among men. He has given us his word as a covenant and signed it in the name of Jesus, obviously, by the blood of Jesus. Hello? Since God cannot lie, there is no way he will ever do or say anything contrary to that word. He has absolutely joined himself to it forever. Because it was that word that brought us back to him. His lost children, his lost sheep. The word, Jesus, was the spotless lamb that brought redemption. Jesus took on, remember, took became our sin. Jesus through his righteousness, we became righteous. Jesus, through his perfection, gave us perf- perfection and make us whole, as in W-H-O-W, as in W-H-O-L-E, make us whole before the presence of Almighty God. That no matter what, what accusation the enemy brings against us, our past, our downfalls, our bad habits, our negative ways, the enemy, the devil, still end up losing because the prize has been paid and we are seen as pure, whole, and clean before the presence of Almighty God. Somebody say and hallelujah. <laughs> Blessed be the name of Jesus. As we bring this episode down to a close, when you're trained to hear God's voice in this word, the devil won't be able to sneak deceptions in on you. When he tries to razzle-dazzle you with some religious sounding voice that says, I love you, my son or my daughter, but it's just not my will to heal you at this time, you won't buy it, right? You'd rise up and say, that's not the voice of God. That's a lie from the hell because it doesn't agree with the word that says, by his stripes we are healed. Didn't say in season. Didn't say in one month, then another month. Didn't say sometimes, but maybe or possibility. No. Always. Isaiah 53 and 5. Isaiah 53 and 5. He was wounded for our transgression. Another scripture says. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. As the scripture says. To live in confidence that you are hearing from God. You need to have a knowledge of his word continually in your heart. And you do this by drawing near to God. James 4 and verse 8. That's your part to seek him. God's not going to run you down. Your part of is to diligently seek him. That involves spending time in the word and in whatever place you give him in your life. Whatever place you give him. He won't take more than you give him. Neither will he push himself on you. Is how much you want him, how much you don't. Too much is given. Too much is expected. 
And as much as you 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 uh, invite him in, he will take part into your life. And the more you'll have to give out accordingly. The Spirit of God will will fill it up for you as you invite him. The best part about hearing God's voice is that you won't just avoid counterfeit voices. You will be given access to secrets and revelation knowledge that will make you the head and not the tail. Deuteronomy 28 and 13. In Jeremiah 23 and 3, he says, Call to me. And I will answer you and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. All you have to do is pursue a life in which you hear the voice of God. Hit it. Walk into a victory you never thought possible. When you check your receiver, find his frequency, learn to discern his voice. And line up what you hear with his words. Hearing God's voice won't be occasional events only, but it will become a daily lifestyle. And when someone asks you, what is the Spirit of God telling you today? You won't hesitate for a moment. You know exactly what to say. You will begin to understand seasons, time, you begin to understand generational dispensation. You begin to understand the waves and the moves of 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 of, of generational uh, curse and 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 and, and trans, transition uh, how things transition in someone's life accordingly. You begin to understand the ways of God and how things operate and work in the supernatural. You will begin to understand. Remember that time and seasons, they're all in the hands of God. Because time and seasons are all in the hands of God, you will truly begin to understand how God operates on those different levels. It's a beautiful thing, I tell you. It's a beautiful thing. As someone that is in the office of the prophet, I'm telling you, even though, listen to me, it didn't just start overnight. It didn't just happen overnight. That by God's grace, I can humbly say that to his glory and to his adoration, that even though um, I have the gift of open vision, so it means that wherever someone is, it doesn't matter where, where they are around the world. And if I if I if I speak to if I just begin to speak to them to the glory of God, as I trust God to speak through me, as as, as I begin to speak to that person, be it on the phone or I hold their hand, or sometimes if, if I hold an object for them, or sometimes if I just write the person name down, just in many different ways it comes. I God begin to allow allow things. To be revealed about that person that would have been otherwise in, and, and that's someone that operates in the office of the prophet or the prophetess. That's why I can go to a meeting and I can boldly call anyone and speak into their life accordingly. And God revealed things um, that the flesh would not know. That's why, to the grace and the glory of God, that I possibly could. Um, go into a strange place and, and, and I can look at somebody and God again reveal things about that person that I would not know otherwise. Big to his glory. 
The glory does not belong to any man, but is unto God. Now, there is something that happens in that process of the, the prophet, right? That a prophet or a prophetess um, uses word of wisdom and word of knowledge. Word of wisdom and word of knowledge. Now, in the next episode, we will go into explaining the difference with what is word of wisdom and word of knowledge and how does it affect the everyday man, even as they come in contact with these, these different kinds of uh, prophecy and prophetic empowerment and inspiration upon their lives. But remember that right now, I want you to begin to practice it. Everything that you've heard, begin to practice it diligently, that you will begin to have a relationship with God that that you can can begin to hear the voice of God. Remember that it says that you must what? Desire more than anything else to prophesy over love, over, over everything else. You must desire to prophesy because when you prophesy, you can hear the voice of God. You can know what's going on around you and you can tap in the, in the, in the spiritual realm, the supernatural realm and know even people that is coming up against you, what's about to happen. This goes on and on. If only you live in the realm of the spirit and you can tap into the supernatural realm to hear that still voice of God that is connected to discernment, that urge, that feelings, everything that you you uh, talk about, and you begin to understand that the moment you you are trained and you're ready to step out, you'll become like a flowing fountain that just can't stop of information. They'll be like, "Wow, is this real to me?" That is the excited part about it. But to God be the glory. To God be the glory. Great things He has done. I thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Until next time, we'll see you right here on Prophetic Encounter. And remember, you are next in line to have that encounter with the realm of the supernatural. Thank you for listening. Please remember to share. As always, you can listen to us on iTunes, Blueberry, Anchor Video Cast Prayer Partner.com slash PGR and other outlet.